0: So my question to you and for us to think about is when our children look back at their childhood, will they remember that one time that they placed number one on Fortnite? Will they remember the hours they spent scrolling on social media or will it all run together equating in a shortened sense of childhood? So I'm not for sure. I mean, we're kind of in this big testing situation here, but... I don't, I'm nervous about the answer to that question, right? So what is the answer to the battle that we're facing? This new battlefront, right? What what do we have to do, Stephanie? What do we have to do to connect and protect our children? Well, the answer to the battle is you. You are the parent and you are their safe space. When it comes to building a business empire online while intentionally cultivating a thriving life at home with kids, well, there is no roadmap. It's not easy, but the great news is we're not alone. We live in a crazy world that is truly unlike any other time in our history. And if you're like me, you've got an impact of your own to make, but you're not willing to sacrifice your relationship with those that you love in order to get it. My name is Stephanie Dove Blake, and this is the Powerful Parenting Journey podcast, where we'll journey together to learn what it means to be a truly powerful parent. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Okay, so this episode is going to be different than all of my other episodes in that. I wanna share something with you. And it's twofold. One is I have not done a great job of coming on here and sharing my own heart and kind of some of the teaching that I do around helping out with screens in our homes. And so I wanted to go ahead and break up a training that I did for an entrepreneurial group. And I really broke out a lot of the thoughts and ideas and practices that I've had over the years with my own kids. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have this broken up into two chunks. Uh, The first part one is gonna come out on Tuesday and part two is gonna come out on Thursday. And I wanted to break it up a little bit so that hopefully you will for sure consume all of the content. And um, there's also another part to this. I am actually on my way today to California to go to Meta Headquarters, and I am just so super stoked. So you may not know this about me, or maybe you do, but I run a digital marketing agency called Social Sparrow, and I am a super technological geek. I love computers and um, have just been in this incredible entrepreneurial space where I've gotten to learn so much. And through some consulting that I'm doing, we got a special invite to come up to Meta Headquarters. And wow, am I excited? Uh, I've got my geek flag flying high and so excited to be heading out today. So that means I don't have time for interviews this week and I am a little bit behind. So I'm going to get to share this training with you, which I should have thought to do this sooner, but I'm so thankful that it's here. And I'm so thankful that it's right now. And I'm believing that it is for someone listening today. Also too, if you would do me a favor, if you've never replied or let me know anything that you're even listening to this podcast, please do so this week. We're coming up on an entire year of episodes with the powerful parenting journey podcast, and I could not be prouder, but I'd really love to know what have you enjoyed? What would you like to hear more of? And how can I make this podcast better for you? How, What kind of questions do you have as parents um, so that I can bring on even more incredible people and find more answers and share with you what has worked for me and my children? So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you and I genuinely hope you enjoy this training. Thanks. Hello, welcome to Powerful Parenting for the Heart-Led Entrepreneur. I am Stephanie Dove Blake, and I am so honored to get to share what I'm about to share with you because it is something that really literally uh, drives my heart and my soul. And so I'm so blessed to get to share this with you. So this is going to be for you. If you worry about how you're raising your child, maybe you're like me, maybe you wake up in the middle of the night with cold sweats every once in a while, like, am I raising them right? Am I screwing them up? Um, Or maybe you're frustrated or overwhelmed with the screens that are in your home. Maybe you're constantly battling with social media or getting on video games or something like that. Or you feel like you're losing connection with your child. Or maybe you just want better communication with your child and connection. Or maybe you're concerned with the big picture of what we're seeing happening with young people right now with anxiety, depression, and suicide rates skyrocketing. Or if you have a child, one month to 18 years old, that <laughs> pretty much means everyone. So um, I hope you're here for one of those reasons, but I want to dive in. I'm going to go really fast because I'm condensing a lot of information because I want so badly for you to get all of the information and I only have 25 minutes. So bear with me. I might even produce this recording with me talking at 1.2 speed. I don't even know. But one thing you've got to know is this is a judgment-free zone, okay? We are not over here judging you. I don't want you judging yourself. Um, There are so many different life situations. So if anything I say here triggers you, I just want to be like, oh, yeah, she's not judging me. I'm not judging myself. We're good because we have single family homes, blended families, people with special needs uh, and families with special needs and families dealing with sickness, extenuating circumstances and parents who they themselves are dealing with depression or loss of hope. Right. So wherever you are. Just be here and know you're not being judged. And I also want you to know that you are not alone. I wanted to open up with just a really funny clip that I found between Sandra Bullock and Kelly Clarkson makes me laugh so hard because we have all been here. And I just want to share this with you really quickly. called Singapore math. Is that the new math? Math? And I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. Well, that's the new math in our house that I don't, uh, I don't understand. So yeah. I, I don't even try. I don't either. Yeah. I'm like, you yeah. should really phone a friend yeah, well, okay. for that one. <laughs> you should call then someone. And they're like, well, you won't buy me a phone. I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I won't either. Yeah. My girl's seven years old. And she's, first of all, she wants a freaking phone. And I'm like, you have an iPad. It's like the same okay, thing. I had that same thought, right? Then we go into a pandemic and every child is on the iPad learning stuff that I didn't teach them and uh. that they shouldn't have known. And then I go, you're not getting a phone. And my son goes, it's the same thing as my iPad, just smaller. And cool. I went, well, You already have your iPad. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I can't carry it around and listen to music. And I went, mm-hmm. sounds like a first world issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. That's yeah. what I tell my kids. Said, you are not eating tonight. <laughs> you're skipping dinner. If you want that phone, you're skipping <laughs> dinner for a year. Even superstars and all the people, everybody has an issue with what is happening right now in our world. You're not alone, okay? Sandra freaking Bullock and Kelly Clarkson are having the struggle, right? And I also wanna remind you of a couple other things. You're not doing it wrong just because you're doing it differently. And it's the doing that matter, What that really matters. It's, It's just the paralysis that we don't want to have. Sometimes we get so overwhelmed with everything in our lives, we just, we don't do anything. And none of us are perfect parents, but we are powerful parents. So this is not about anti-technology. This is about being pro-connection. I'm an ex-gamer. And I want to talk about that here in a second. But the answer isn't just removing screens or using screen controls in your home to monitor and get a grasp on the screens. It is much, much bigger than that. And that is the main message that I want to share with you today. I am Stephanie Dove-Blake. I am a super geek. I have put way too many GIFs on this slide just because this is kind of how my brain works. It looks like a walking this... (laughs) I'm a big geek I love all things uh, Princess Bride and Superwoman Superman like all the things and um, I want to share this with you and kind of who I am because it makes a difference in what I'm about to tell you because I come from it from a different angle unfortunately whenever I was a young girl my father this is Robert Andrew Smith was diagnosed with bone cancer and I lost him at a very young age This resulted in my beautiful mother being a single mother. And she also dealt with some pretty serious situations in her own life because she dealt with chronic debilitating pain due to um, bulging discs in her back. And so um, whenever I grew up as a child, I felt unfortunately very alone. She had to be on a lot of prescription medication. And like I said, chronic debilitating pain through my tween and teen years, I watched her go through multiple surgeries and many, many things. So I fell in love with technology. My mom got me my first computer whenever I was young. And it felt like I was a fish that had found water for the first time in my life. And I know it sounds very melodramatic, but I can't tell you whenever I got on this computer, it was like, oh my gosh, I was born for this. I know I wasn't, but it really, really just fit like a glove and I loved it. So I dove into everything. I started getting into building websites. I wanted to be Sandra Bullock in the net. I don't know if any of y'all have seen that movie. Definitely ages me for sure. I got into Merck chat rooms and all sorts of stuff. and ultimately this led to me actually dropping out of high school so that I could go to a computer learning center so I could learn how to work in server rooms like this guy is in where we um, help computers talk together. And so I absolutely love computers. I'm a big geek, so much so that I met my high school sweetheart and we one of the loves that we shared together was playing Warcraft computers and we loved Jesus. And so this is us, my high school sweetheart and then we're married 22 years together, tw- uh, 22 years married, 26 years together. And, but the thing is, is we really connected over technology and computers and gaming. And so we used to play games like Lineage, where we would play together in these MMORPGs, which is a massive multi-online role-playing game. I know. Super geek, right? Um, I was the healer, he was the tanker, and we would have a blast. We'd work on these guilds and we'd have clans and all this kind of stuff. And it was really great when it was great, but it became not great. And I eventually stepped away and my husband kept playing. We started having children and I just prioritized different things. He kept playing. And the reality is with MMORPGs, they actually give you an intense drug-like stimulation. A lot of games do this for you. Gives you a challenge, excitement, um, quests and problems to solve. Where sometimes in our lives, maybe if you have a nine to five job and you're Board, you don't have any problems to solve, right? Uh, it gives you a sense of power, a sense of heroism, an alternative life to show up for, right? And so for a lot of kids and a lot of adults, gaming is its not just a game, uh, especially if you play MMORPGs and games where there is a, a social construct where you are a part of something and you're doing something together. You're working with strategy and this and that in order to make things happen. Um, it's not just a game anymore. This is not like Nintendo or Sega or whatever it is you had. Um But unfortunately, at that time, my husband did get uh, addicted to video games. And for the only time in our marriage, uh, you know, the thought of separation and divorce came across my mind and it was horrible because I honestly just feel like there is no pain as deep as the pain of when you feel like your husband is choosing a video game over you. Like that feels terrible as a woman, I would say. And there's not many people you can talk to because nobody gets it. They're like, can't you just press the button and turn the game off? but it's not the same. There are people depending on him. He's incredibly good at these games. And so it definitely made it difficult in order for me to fight and advocate for our relationship because he was feeling so torn. Hey, powerful parents, Stephanie here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Did you know that statistics show that 88% of Americans say they eat dinner with their family every night or a few times a week? I think that's a pretty awesome stat. But if you're anything like me and you're an entrepreneur, then after a day filled of putting out fires and maybe various events, testing your patients, sometimes it's hard to think of questions that can help you really connect with your kids beyond the standard, how was your day? When my kids were just littles, I put together a list of questions to solve this problem and to help us have something to connect with over dinner time. And now I would love to share my curated dinner questions with you. This is good for littles and for bigs. There's lots of different varying questions in there. And these questions are going to help to ensure that the conversation is not just lively, but will bring you closer to your children while you enjoy a delicious meal together. As a listener of this podcast, you can get access to these questions at www.powerfulparentingtribe.com. Once you're there, make sure to type in your best email and I'll have my team shoot over the questions for you. Once you get the questions, I encourage you to make this a family affair, print them out, have your kids help you cut them out. We even grabbed a mason jar and my kids decorated it. And that's where we put all of our questions. And that same mason jar still sits on or near our dinner table to this day. We've been using these questions for close to eight years now, and I've really enjoyed the fun conversation and connection that's come from them. I hope your family enjoys them as much as mine have. Again, that's www.powerfulparentingtribe.com. Now back to the show. Well, I'm going to I'm kind of shortcutting the story because I don't have much time and I want to make sure that I am honoring our time here. I'm already at 16 minutes. Wow. So short story is he chose us. He chose us. Um, I had we had a lot of fights and a lot of things, but he chose us and uh, he's not had a gaming problem in years and years and years. So. I tell you all of that because I want you to understand that I understand games in a a way that might be different than a lot of people who are out there. And I understand um, addiction in a different way than some people might understand it out there, uh, especially whenever it comes to technology itself. And so I want to talk to you about some known problems and some unknown problems really quick. And I'm going to pop through these really fast. Known problems, pornography. One of my kids got exposed to pornography via looking up Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'm the one who had introduced this child to Sonic the Hedgehog. And she found horrible, horrible stuff. And like, just couldn't even believe it, right? So that's a known problem. The second known problem is predators. There's lots of people online, whether it's their age or someone who is older that ask questions like, do you send to our young ladies and to our men, our, our young boys too? And they want to know, do you send nudes? Do you send this? Like, that's an actual thing happening in middle school, you guys. I got that phrase from a friend of mine's daughter. She gets asked via text message, do you send and the third thing uh, is the posse, you know, um, the known thing of like the peer pressure that can come from being exposed to all of these different people and all these different cultures and environments, some very positive things, but also very negative things. And lastly, uh, we know a problem could be addiction. They want to spend more time on the games and that instant gratification than they necessarily want to spend in real life. So sometimes that can lead to escapism on gaming and social media. Now, there's some unknown problems here too. Um, One of them is a boredom famine. I feel like we have a boredom famine. We are, as a society, scared to let ourselves and our children get good and bored. And that's actually uh, very problematic in brain development and functioning. Um, What's potentially not happening whenever we always have a default of our phone or of a gaming system or something like that, right? Maybe there's no fighting. And you might be like, I don't want my children to fight. What, what happens with a fight? Whenever you have a fight, what has to happen? Reconciliation. There has to be a resolution, a resolution and life lessons can be taught in those. What about the sharing of the heart and mind? If there's no downtime, there's no time to share teamwork, working together, group boredom, um, just like being bored together. And what results from that? What can happen whenever kids are in a room together and they're bored and adventures? I'm going to tell you the quick story of the city of Jamjet. One morning, I had determined in my mind, I was not going to let my kids get on the DS. I was like, no way, not going to happen. So I, uh, what I did was when they came in in the morning, my boys were, Hey mom, can we on the DS? Hey mom, can we turn on the TV? Hey mom, can we do that? I just kept saying no, 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 no. And eventually they got really quiet. And whenever I went outside, a couple hours later, I'd be cleaning. I mean, I could hear them through the window. So I know they were doing something. I figured they were fine. And um, the um, they had gathered their friends from the neighborhood and they had created the city, the city of Jamja. Jamja was their initials all put together. And they had a banking system, a bike washing place. They had money. They had all the things. And they had had the time of their life. That evening at dinnertime, they started telling stories. And they were just so lit up about how much fun they had in the city of Jamja and that they want to do it again. And I just stopped for a second and I looked at them in the eyeballs and I said, do you think the city of Jamja would have, would have existed if mommy had said yes to the DS this morning? And it was like, like their brain just exploded and they finally got it. They finally understood uh, now, I have to remind them of this all the time, of course, but in that moment, in that time period, they got it. They understood what can be missing. An entire city, an entire imaginary world could never be created if they just defaulted back over to the devices, right? So we've got our unknown problems of um, boredom, famine, and then also to a decrease in a deep, meaningful connection through ordinary and extraordinary in our homes, right? Because a lot of things happen in our homes. And so Whenever we talk about this and and what we have in our jobs as a parent, we have many different battlefronts, right? We have academic, right? Their education. We have physical development. Like how are they doing physically? Are they in sports? Are they sitting upright? You know, those kind of things. The social development, what's going on with their peer group? How are they relating to other people? What, and then mental health, how are their emotions doing and their identity development? And then maybe number five is financial literacy. Maybe these are all things that you already carry around with you as your responsibility as a parent. But in reality, what I want you to get off of this uh, training is that there is a new front, a new battlefront. And so you may be like, oh my God, I'm already bogged down with the battlefronts I already have, Stephanie. Um, But I have to say there is a new battlefront. and And I hope that you'll lean in with me here and hear what I have to say about it. But that's the tech screen health battlefront. And it has the capacity to literally affect all the other other battlefronts if it's not tended to. And so right now in our world, and this is so crazy, I had to double check these stats and it is legit. Uh, if we look at this infographic, this is the big business of online gaming. And if we look over here, what we see on the far right side is that there is in 2018, there was $19 billion in revenue that was being um, received from the recorded music industry. And then in 2019, there were $43 billion being received from the box office. That's movies and things like that, Right. And now what we have here a projected in 2022, $196 billion of revenue in the online global markets uh, alone. I don't know about you, but that is crazy. That is so... So it was just shocking to me to see that number. I was so aghast. Um, And that's all revenue and monies that are going to be tied towards grabbing and getting attention. This isn't even touching social media, you guys. And so... With that kind of perspective, it helps us know how important is it to to take on this battlefront of, of screens in our home and what's going on. Super important. So, next, I want to talk to you about a theory called event horizons, and it has to do with your memory. So, I was at um, a mastermind with Russell Brunson, and he was telling a story about him being at a mastermind. And it was a mastermind with, I think, like Tony Robbins or something. And they were all at this beautiful Puerto Rico, I think, was the mastermind setting. But it was the second time they had been there. So, the first year they went there, and this was the second year that they went to go have this mastermind. And there's this guy there, and he's like, runs up, he's like, guys, guys. We gotta go skinny dipping. And they're all like, what? What do you mean? And Russell's like, I'm not going skinny dipping. And the guy's like, we have to create an event horizon. We've already been here before. We've already done this exact thing in this exact location. And if we want to truly remember it and get it into our memories, we have to create an event horizon. So let's go skinny dipping. They didn't go skinny dipping. But the point here is that he's calling out something that he had learned, right? Which is that doing things out of the ordinary creates event horizons and event horizons enhance memory and they elongate the feelings of life. And so Russell's like, "Wow, this is so true." And he started thinking about it and what had happened whenever they first got there in Puerto Rico, their kids all piled out of the car and everybody went straight over to the beach and wouldn't you know, their youngest daughter got stung by jellyfish and it was a whole to do. And so their kids still talk about that time that the youngest child got stung by a jellyfish. And that was an event horizon. It was a negative event horizon, but it was an event horizon, something that broke up the monotony, right? And so I went down a rabbit hole and I found the guy who actually invented this theory. And his name is Dr. Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Radvansky, PhD. And he is teaching at Notre Dame, He's a professor there and so i reached out to him and i got to do an interview with him and let me just tell you it was so fascinating um and he talked about blanking out while you're doing something like whenever we drive and our eyes were open the whole time but we're on autopilot right that is whenever your brain is collapsing things that don't seem to matter and they don't need to have an event horizon right so the brain remembers event horizons both positive and negative so i want you to take just a minute you can pause this video and think back to your childhood what were some of the event horizons that you remember I truly hope you enjoyed our episode today on the Powerful Parenting Journey podcast. Make sure to hit follow and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You're not gonna wanna miss a thing, I promise. If you were impacted by this episode, do me a favor and leave a review with a comment. I read every one of them and I also pass them along to our guests. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this episode with them or post it on your social media to share with friends. You can catch the show notes for this episode and any mentioned links at powerfulparenting.com forward slash podcast. If you want to see more behind the scenes with me and my guests, be sure to find me on Instagram or Facebook. It's where we can have deeper conversations on these podcasts. Take care. And remember, it's not about being a perfect parent. It's about taking each day and working on showing up powerfully for our kids they deserve it. And you are the parent for the job. See you on the next episode.